Hey, before we get started, if you are ready to pass your exams and become a licensed architect, you're going to want to listen to this. We are revolutionizing architectural education. It is my goal and mission to help as many people as possible become licensed architects while still maintaining their happiness. So introducing the architecture of play. This is our secret podcast series that will transform the way you study and prep for your ARE. Imagine having a happy work-life balance while also pursuing your dream of becoming a licensed architect. I promise you, it is possible. Our seven-episode private podcast gives you exclusive access to the secrets that can make this dream a reality. Remember, the more fun you have, the more likely you are to pass your exams and become a licensed architect. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash secret podcast. Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, enjoy the episode. You are here at the ARE workshop and I'm a little bit different than some of the other ARE resources because I talk a lot about challenges and the frustrations of the exams because when I was going through it, I didn't feel like that was talked about enough. It was all like, you can pass, you can do this really quickly. You can, you know, take our study guides and we'll get you through it. But then when I failed, it was like, there wasn't that support system to it. And what I realized is that it was so normal. And with a 50% plus or minus pass rate, so many of us go through that and there wasn't enough support for that. And so I just started chatting about my experience a little bit over on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. And I just built up this community of people like you who were going through it and working on their exams. And I realized how important it was for us to talk about it and how important it is to discover new ways of approaching these exams so that you can stay consistent and you can pass quicker because so many people, including myself and including people that I've worked with and talked to, will be motivated in the beginning. And then they'll get in there and maybe they pass their first exam. That wasn't my experience, but maybe that is other people's experience. And so they're motivated and excited about it. And you start to see like, okay, I can do this. But then if you fail or when you fail, it can throw a wrench in things, especially if you're not used to failing, which I can tell you a lot of us who are in architecture are not used to failing. Architecture school is a hard ass degree. And if you get to the point where you are able to now take your exams, that means you succeeded through that. You did well. That's really what I dive into. That's what we talk about. If you've never taken an exam, if you're just starting, that's okay because you can go into it with the right expectations, which a lot of us didn't really know or have. So if this is your first time getting ready for the exams, if this is your 50th, if you've been working on this for 10 years, this will be for you. What are some of the challenges that a lot of the ARE candidates face? What's really helpful is that other people start seeing, oh yeah, okay, I'm having an unhealthy work exam life balance, but I don't really want to talk about that because maybe I'm the only one. So yeah, unhealthy balance between the craziness of our life, feeling unprepared 
for the exams, like reading all the books, doing all the resources, but then still feeling unprepared, having inconsistent habits. So, you know, maybe it's with the exams, like I just mentioned, like you're motivated to get going, you get in there and you pass and you stay consistent and you're good, but then you fail. And then it's like, you are so burned out. You throw everything to the wall and give up feeling like you're wasting your time. I've heard this quite a bit and I totally resonated with this because I would put so much time and energy into prepping for the exams and then going in there and taking it. It's not a short exam, you know, taking a whole day essentially to go in there to take it and then fail. And it felt like a waste of time. It felt like I was, I should have just been doing something else. And then also feeling behind or alone. So maybe you have people at work who are also taking their exams and they're passing at a different rate than you are. And you start to just feel like behind feeling of disappointing my support huge. And then it's like, I didn't even want to go home and tell them, well, I just failed. So sorry, got to do it again. It's not just wasting your time, but maybe feeling like you're wasting other people's time too. your goals. What are your challenges? Like I see this kind of anxiety and taking the exam, the exams trying to trick you, right? with the answers. Take any of like whatever's coming up, throw that down. And you can even just brain dump. It can be messy. No one needs to see this but you. It can even be a sketch, whatever. So this could be as little as I want to study for 30 minutes this week, or it could be as big as I want to be done. And I want to be a licensed architect by the end of this year in the next five months. So if you want to write any, as they're coming up in the chat, after you write it down on your paper, what are some of your goals? Monica pass one division by the end of September. Love that. Yasmin end of year. That's my goal. Cause part of it is a way to keep my job, which is another pressure. Yeah, that is totally a pressure, not only pressure from yourself, but now you have these outside forces where either you're going to keep your job or you might get passed up for a promotion or a raise. Yvette, take and pass two exams by the end of the year. Nice. Totally possible. Pass at least two divisions by the end of the year. Two. Oh, there we go. We got two of you guys. Pass all my tests before I start my master's in the fall. Marcia, finish my last three exams by December. Finish AXP by spring. Overcome my test anxiety. Be confident in my abilities and knowledge stay consistent with my daily study schedule. I love this. Please make sure you write that down. There's something magical about writing down our goals. But if we don't set goals and milestones, we don't have a map of where to go. So you have to be flexible. But what it does is it creates that roadmap. So tailor your schedule to that. And remember that that is just something that you created, right? So if it doesn't happen, or if you need to push it or alter it a little bit, that's okay too write it down, have a plan, go big, like go outside your comfort zone and be okay if you need to change it along the way. So what we're going to dive into, we're going to go into the four secrets to a successful exam strategy. This is a big one. And this is like why you're here. I'm hoping how to navigate key issues with the ARB. So, you know, issues are going to come up. What do we do? How do we handle them? What's the purpose of this whole process? Like, why are we even here? What you are possibly doing wrong in your ARE process that when you have knowledge of, you can switch it so that you can 
excel quicker. And sometimes it's as little as knowing that we're making a mistake that we didn't realize is a mistake. And once we're key on that, it's like shining a light on something. Once we can see it, then we can shift it and decide how we want to move forward. And then of course, how to create the foundation for a successful exam process. Welcome. I'm Bryn. Should have maybe started with that. I am a licensed architect here in San Diego. I finished my last ARE in 2019, but in California, we have to take a supplemental exam that is quite tedious. And I passed that in 2020. So I've been licensed since 2020. I have a architecture firm here in San Diego that I actually started before I was licensed. So it was a design firm, now architecture, and we work on residential design. And as I mentioned earlier, after I went through the exam process, failed quite a few exams, looked for resources and didn't really have it. I decided just to throw up on YouTube to put a video up on YouTube about my experience, about my my fail. Recorded this video, I posted it and I titled it, I just failed the architecture exam. And so ever since then, which is crazy, it's been like three years now, it's really my goal to help support and help as many people as possible pass their exams, especially after a setback, especially after a fail, but really anyone. That is who I am and what I do and why I'm here. (laughs) A little bit about my experience and my exam. So I started my exams in 2017. I had a six-month-old when I started studying. I took my first exam. I probably took a little bit extra time to study. She was 10 months old when I took my first exam, which I failed, and she was two years, 10 months when I passed my last exam. So it took me two years to get through the exams, which I'll tell you what, when I was going through it, that felt like it was never going to end. And now I know that the average time to take these exams is 2.1 years. So I call them the ARE unicorns, the people who pass in a week or pass and take all their exams back to back and pass in like two weeks or even four weeks. Like those are the exception, not the rule. I wish someone would have told me while I was going through it. Great. You're right on track. Like no big deal. But I also wish I would have had any sort of system to go through because yes, we have the airy handbook. There's tons of amazing resources out there, but it's kind of like, okay, cool. You go in there, you get your handbook. These are the exams you take. Here are all the resources you need. Go. And there's communities and stuff and everyone's recommending everything. And so you're like, okay, this worked for this person, this worked for this one. And you're just like piecemealing everything. And so I did that, of course, because that's what you do. But when I would fail, when I got in there, which like I said, my first exam, I went in there and I failed. It would take me five to six months minimum to get back in there and retake it because it was so much. It was overwhelming. It was time consuming. It was just too much. And so it would just take a long time for me to even feel like, okay, I can do this. Let's do it again. But then what I did was I actually discovered a system, which is what I'm going to dive into today for all of you that actually completely changed everything. And I went from taking one exam every five to six months to one exam every month, even with fails. So it's not like, cool, I started passing. So I was motivated and was taking an exam every month. No, I get in there and even with the fail, cool, no big deal, going into the next one. And it catapulted my exam process. I passed way quicker 
If I would have continued that five to six month process, it would have taken me an additional year and a half roughly to finish. So instead of two years, it would have taken three and a half or more. And so when I tell people about this, this is what I used to say, you know, when I, people saw my timeline in my early videos. And so the key thing everyone says is, okay, what changed? Cause right. You want to see what people did that passed. So you can use that to use it for yourself. So everyone's question was, what did you study? Would you study differently? But the thing is, is that my study content did not change. I had the same resources. I was studying the same stuff. It wasn't my content that changed. And that is where this huge transition happened. The secret was I changed how I was studying, how I thought about the exams and the process in itself. I changed the process that I was doing it and my mindset. Here's the thing. So important because I have a, and I think it usually goes back to like, okay, tell me exactly what you did. I'm going to write it down. This is going to be the magic formula. This is the prescription for a pass. And now cool. I'm going to do that. Problem is when you do that, and you don't pass, you start spiraling into, well, how come that worked for them? Maybe I'm not meant to do this. So remember, first of all, that it's a good thing that these exams are hard. If it were easy to pass, everyone would do it. We'd have buildings failing all over the place, people having water infiltration and mold. And there's a reason why these exams are hard. And I will tell you, I feel like such a better architect now than I did before because of these exams. And like I said, you're 100% meant to be a licensed architect if that's what you desire, but it comes with work and it comes with work. You know that, you know, going through architecture school it is work. If you're hoping for like a quick fix, cool, I'm just going to do this one thing. It's going to work. It's not. And you're setting yourself up for disappointment. If you're not willing to change any of your current patterns, that's also something to really reflect on. First of all, why? And then also if they're not working. And then also if I'm still doing the same thing over and over, why are you expecting different results? And that was what I was doing. I felt, okay, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing, but dive deeper, but that didn't work. Or you don't want to put the energy effort or resources it takes to pass. I hear so often, you know, people want to just download free PDFs and buy one book and then want the pass. It's unfortunately not the process with these exams. We have to take these exams for what they are. And with that comes a system and a process. So it's just something that is needed to understand if you want to efficiently get through these. So some of the key issues that we see that come up, if you identify with any of these, this is going to be super helpful, this framework. So time feels limited but the resources feel unlimited, unsure if you're studying the right material, feeling unprepared, not having a plan in place, or you're doing it on your own. But don't worry, because the majority of people taking their exams have these exact key issues. When you have these issues, they cause something else, right? It's kind of like a ripple effect. So when you're struggling with these common issues, you're going to obviously do something to try to figure it out and work on the problem. But a lot of times when it's not something that you really know is going to work, it can often lead to more issues, which then prevent us from passing. And that's what's so frustrating. It's like, okay, but I've been working hard. I've been trying to figure it out. How come this is leading to more issues? And so when we are dealing with these common issues, it can often lead to things like feeling guilty about doing anything other than studying, right? It's like the weekend you've studied all week. You have a wedding to go to and you feel guilty about even going to do that. You don't know how or where to get started. So you feel like paralyzed about 
even starting or going in there and taking it because you just don't even know what to do next. You're looking at a pile of textbooks behind you. (laughs) You study ineffectively because you're burned out. So the studying that you're doing, you're maybe doing it all the time, but it's not constructive. It's maybe going in one ear out the other because you're just like burned out. You're just trying to do it all. Never feel prepared. So going into an exam and being like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to reschedule. If you find yourself rescheduling often, take a keynote on this one. And the next one, consistently putting off, taking the exams. You lack focus, motivation to keep going. Don't have accountability. So that's something that like, if we're doing this alone, it's really hard to have accountability from people who understand. Like maybe you have accountability from a partner or family member or friend, but it's not the right accountability. It's like, why don't you just go in there and take it? You know, that's not really the motivation we need. And that goes into a lack of understanding from those around you. And that can be so frustrating when there's that pressure or the like, why haven't you passed yet? Oh my gosh, I'll tell you what, that's like the most painful thing to like to hear people think that they're helping, but it's not. So in your workbook, there's common problems, any of the things that you feel like you've identified with or you've tried to solve, which I'm going to go into here. Because if we are noticing problems, if we notice the problems, we're going to try to solve them. But when we don't have like really a way to solve them, sometimes those ways don't end up working. So it's kind of a gamble. And so not having a life outside of studying, but then you find yourself rereading the same page four times. Oh my gosh, there's nothing more frustrating. Purchasing more resources, hoping that they will be the solution, trying to find out what everyone else is doing and thinking that that's the only solution. So like I said earlier, like, okay, this is the exact prescription that they did. I'm going to do that exact one. Damn it. Why didn't that work? It's so important to see what did work for someone else, what worked for someone else, and create a tailored plan for yourself with all those different things to make it work. Start to get serious about studying, but it's inconsistent and disorganized. Put off exams because the fear of failure is too overwhelming and the people around you don't understand. It's easier to put off an exam than tell someone you failed again. So why even take it, right? And then just giving up because it's a lot easier to post postpone it, postpone it, postpone it, then diving deep, doing the hard things, confronting the hard issues, seeing what's wrong, seeing where you need better understanding, telling the people that you failed, all of that can just be overwhelming. So it's honestly really a lot easier just to give up. What is the purpose of these exams? And I like to call it your why. And I'm sure that people have said this before. It's for everything. Like what is our purpose for anything? But essentially what is your purpose? Kenneth always wanted to have an impact on the built environment. I love that. That's huge. Want to be licensed architect so I can have a voice at the table. Really hard to outline your identity as a designer without it. Yeah, that's big. To finish what I started 20 years ago. Totally. To be honest, to make more money and be more financially stable. Hey, there is nothing wrong with wanting to be able to take care of yourself, right? I I find that there's so often it's like this guilt or, you know, trying to make it more impactful than like, hey, I just want to be able to like afford to live and maybe do cool stuff, go on vacations, take time off. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's why, why not? You put all this work and time and money into a career and a profession. We should be able to make incredible money, which that's a whole other topic too. Luce, <laughs> I think the license puts more weight and perspective to the responsibility of my job as an architect and career and growth. Yeah. So for me, I really felt a lot of what you guys are saying too. Like, yeah, for me, it was, I started this and I didn't want to leave it unfinished. And to run my business as an architecture firm, 
I wanted to differentiate myself from just being a designer. Go and people be like, oh, what kind of designer? Graphic designer? Fashion designer? It's like, no, one that designs buildings. They're like, so an architect? Yeah, but I can't call myself that. Oh, did you go to school? Yeah, I have my master's in architect. You know what I mean? Like, it was just such a, a thing. And so for me, I wanted to be able to say point blank, I'm an architect. I run an architecture firm. Like, let's just make this easy. Career, autonomy. Yeah, option to be your own boss. I love this. Now, what does this give you, right? So career autonomy, being your own boss, what does that give you? And, you know, go a layer deeper. We want to go a layer deeper because yes, like financial, you know, make more money, right? What does that give you? What does more money give you? Freedom, peace of mind, options, because there's always options, right? So as a designer, we have options with what we want to do, but what does your license do and what do options give you same with ernesto vacations too like go layer layer deeper what will vacations give you anthony i've spent so much time into a profession that i want to be a legitimate professional and get the recognition that my work is gaining right now plus my daughter loves to say daddy's an architect the pride of the feeling is more than anything. Yeah. More time to enjoy with my family. Confidence in my product. Now, the Ande or Andy, confidence in your product, meaning like your designs, that you are designing it in a way that you feel is like the one white right way to do it. Opportunity, happiness, confidence, stability, pride, exposure to more architectures. What will that give you? Because you could have exposure to more architecture without being a licensed architect. You go travel and, and do all that stuff. So like what go a little bit deeper, not being discredited for what I know. Yeah. Validated. So that's, you know, Adam, that could be you too, like being validated freedom, finally make a decision on my own, not to be always correct drawing and design by other people's taste, fulfillment, determination, leverage kids already saying incorrectly. I am an architect. <laughs> Larger fees give me the license to play from Frank Gehry. I love it. Recognition. When you think of things like, you know, trusted by other professionals and clients, what does that give me? What's that feeling like? Trust, acceptance, knowing. So when you sit in that, you can dive into that. And that is why it's so important. Understanding your why is critical because we have to understand that it's more than just an exam, but that's also why these exams are so heavy and so intense because look at what the meaning is of them. The meaning is trust, importance, validation, determination, everything that you guys just said, freedom. And so these exams, because that that is the underlying intensity that we put on them. It makes it even harder. It makes the fails hit harder. It makes the consistency, the procrastination, all of that harder. <laughs>